Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, here to help you find success in all areas of your life. The power is in your hands. Join our network for free at besteveryou.com. And now, here's Elizabeth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Best Ever You Show. I have a great guest with me today. I have Summer McStravick here and her new book, Stuff Nobody Taught You. Uh, 40 lessons, Summer, help me with this. 40 lessons from, is it, I didn't get a chance to talk to you ahead of time. Me, just me school? Uh huh. <laughs> to help you oh, stop being miserable. To help you stop being miserable and start feeling amazing. It's a very long subtitle, I know. It's all good. It's it's all perfect. Welcome to Best Ever You. How are you today? <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. It's wonderful to meet you. And yeah, let's, let's just dive in. Yeah, that, I figured we would. We've we've uh, we've got a lot in common here. We've got Hay House in common. We have HCI in common. We're both uh, published over. Uh, I think at at both. I'm published at HCI and Hay House, and um, you know we've got we've got books. We your self help guru many 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 years uh, longer than I am. So I figure I'm going to learn <laughs> during this oh, well. moment. Maybe. I know we both are kind of obsessed with the idea of change, obviously. Your yeah. book title, The Change Guidebook, but um, that's that's also where I've kind of wound up over the last 20 years is with the same uh, desire for helping people through change and just real deep transformation. Yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting. Tell me, so let's go back to, I'm just going to start... I, I have not ever introduced you to our audience before, so I think I think we need to do that. Um, okay. We, you, everybody can go to flowdreaming.com for Summer's website, but uh, you're a personal growth coach, author, podcaster, creator of Flow Dreaming, which is the website, and just a, a lovely human being in the field of self-help, personal growth, personal and professional development. Uh, Summer's books, everybody, have been and programs, actually, for that matter, have been published by HCI, by Hay House, Mind Valley, all sorts of uh, everything. And you've got an app, Flow Dreaming, for manifesting and meditation, and just tons of years and tons of experience. And you got to work with Louise Hay and Dr. Wayne Dyer and all that good stuff. Where should I even begin? I, I feel like I'm like kindergarten summer on us here. Like, were you this human <laughs> being in kindergarten? I'm starting there, actually. It's kind of fun. Tell me about your kindergarten summer. I want to know. <laughs> the kindergarten. I always refer people to my podcast as well, Flow Dreaming, because I started that in 2005 and yeah. have have put out a show every week for 19 years. And I say, if you want to get to know Baby Summer, <laughs> go back and listen to Baby <laughs> Summer from 20 years ago, because you will literally hear her grow up as she kind of moves through all of her different jobs and and books and teachings and it's funny to have such a record of, of ourselves like that. Um, so yeah, so many, many years ago I did, I, I worked uh, at Hay House and uh, that's where I published my first book, Flow Dreaming. Um, really unexpected. Usually employees didn't publish books for the companies they work for, but, um, it was a technique that I was using at the time. I, I'd take a a bunch of the, the staff out and we'd, go hang out in the warehouse where we used to keep all of the books, you know, that would get shipped out. Um, so we'd go there at lunchtime and they'd say, let's, let's manifest that we win the lottery. And I'd say, okay, fine, we'll do that. You know, everybody <laughs> buys lottery tickets and you work in a workplace. <laughs> we never yeah. won the lottery, but a lot of, you know, positive and, and great things did happen. As I shared 
uh, slow dreaming with them. So, um, yeah, so I wrote a book and then started to record lots and lots of what I call these slow dreams meditations um, and eventually wound up with my own company, um, teaching and writing and speaking. And, and um, like I said, yeah, the latest thing that I'm doing right now is stuff nobody taught you. I've taken all the lessons from a program that I've been teaching for about 10 years and put them into a book. And it, it's expanded way past manifesting at this point. Um, I, I figured years ago that I would teach people how to make things for themselves. But the things they usually made were kind of, you know, small. And I'd say, you need to make bigger things. They'd say, well, I can't. I'd say, well, how come? Because hmm. I don't deserve them. Because I don't know how to get them. Because I, I said, oh, we need to take a step back here. <laughs> Let's work on that. <laughs> Let's learn yeah. how you can become a different you, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that's powerful stuff right there. Anytime you get a hold of somebody and you can just point them even in the right direction or give them, you know, just something to help them grow or maneuver or whatever is always is always good stuff. So tell me about stuff nobody nobody taught you. What what's this book all about? Why'd you write another book? Tell you know, just give us the inside scoop on this book. It's pretty good. Oh, sure, too. Sure. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I have well, it right here. I think. In the middle of the pandemic, like everybody else, I'm sitting at home, and I'm thinking, well, I, what am I going to do all day here? And, <laughs> of course, you know, I still have my company and everything, but you're, it, it, it was a moment where it, it's a concept that I call slow time. Um, you know, like the slow food movement, maybe you've heard of that before, where they take their time growing the food, and it's, it's the care and, and, and sort of a... There's no urgency. It's a different yeah, way I've of heard of it, but I'm in the middle of 11 kids, so that doesn't work. Oh, <laughs> I'm the fastest that, eater that, in the that, world. That's true. No. <laughs> no. Keep going, well, That's where the idea is borrowed from. I felt like during the pandemic, we all had these huge amounts of slower moving time where hours would go by and we'd, we'd say, where were we? Or what do I do? How am I feeling this? You know, we weren't driving to workplaces, so we suddenly had more hours in the day. And I realize there's a lot of projects and things in our lives that require that kind of slow time where you have to gently kind of let something open up for you. It's not something you can just speedily put in your, in your agenda. And until that point, I'd been living in regular time, you know, like get, get it done, get it done, teach some classes, write some stuff, da, 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 write an email, get it done. But now my mind had time to wander and think and new ideas sort of lift to the surface. So that's when I began writing um, Stuff Nobody Taught You, and I realized I had 11 years of, of really interesting data that I had collected, having worked with you know, thousands of students at this point. I said, this, this needs to get written down. I need to put this down before I forget it all. So that's what I did. I spent a good year and a half writing this thing. And what I ended up with is a manual for inner reinvention. And... What I tried to do, too, is not just make it something where I tell people, do this, do that, do this, do that. I said, you know what? I'm going to write, an inter- I'm going to write this reinvention with you. I'm going to be part of it as I walk you through the pages. Pretend we're doing this together. So I kind of take the readers back you know, in, in time a little bit, and I say, we're starting here, and this is how you might feel. Right? You don't know what you want. You feel flat, you know, emotionally depleted. You're hungering for something new, passionate, different in your future. You don't know what it is. 
I'm like, great, that's where I'm at right now too. Let's do this thing. So every chapter we'll walk through and we kind of walk another piece of this path toward who we are. You know, I'm, it's funny, I was looking at your um, change guide book and I love, like you and I have a lot, you know, that's complimentary, similar. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the end of all your chapters, you have all these exercises. Same for me. I'm like, do, this, do the exercise at the end of the chapter, wait a couple of days, move on to the next chapter. Take your time with it. Don't bust through this thing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's funny. That's, um, that's, that's a, that makes for a really good book and it's really helpful too. So that people don't feel like they have to sit down and read a self-help book all in one day. Cause I don't think that's how people behave. I just, um, I just gave away 25 free copies of my book to people who would review it. And every single one of them saying, hold on, this review isn't coming as fast as I thought it was going to. I thought I was just going to get your book and just pop over on Amazon and put up a review. But I'm actually reading this and using it, and so this is going to take a while. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that I can deal with. Yeah. I, I'm not in any rush. So if it helps you, that's great. So and I feel like I, I was going to tell you the same thing. I felt like we had so much in common from, you know, Hay House to HCI to some of the concepts in the books and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, I, I really love your book, and I was, I was really uh, happy. I, it, I didn't know about your book before, and um, and it's great. I I do now, and I love it, and I can recommend it, and I can recommend it side by side yeah. mine, and you can you know that kind of thing. It, it, they go hand in hand. Um, they, it goes hand in hand with my Hay House book too. Um, some one of the things you were saying. Um, I have a Hay House book called Percolate, Let Your Best Self Filter Through, and it talks a lot mm-hmm. about what you you know, what you do when you don't know what you want to do next, you know, kind of that feeling of yeah. like, Oh, I know I need to do something, but I don't know what, <laughs> how do I figure this <laughs> out? And I love books like, like yours and, and mine that really actually, um, you know, they don't over promise and under deliver. Mm-hmm. That's big for me. I'm like, uh, it, you know, I don't want to read a book like that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stuff help books can kind of make you feel worse at the end. I hate to say it. Um, they sure because do, you go like, they? Oh, yeah, they're like, gosh, if I could only do all these things, but I can't, and oh my gosh, I don't have the experience that I was supposed to have, what's wrong with me? I'm like, no, 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 that book did not help you. That book just made you feel worse about yourself. Stop reading it, throw it, throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. to go back to that word percolate, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that, certainly, that's, yeah, that's the title of my book. Yeah, I, I love that word. Yeah. I, I, my grandparents, um, used to, well, they lived in an old white farmhouse in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And they had a percolator, an old-fashioned <laughs> coffee percolator, you know, made out of metal. And they actually they had it by the yeah. side of their bed. <laughs> so they didn't even have to get out of bed. In the morning, it would just, it, my mom, grandma just turned it on, and the thing would percolate, percolate. And I can still hear that little, that little bubbling, steaming sound. Yep. Such an old coffee maker. Nobody probably knows it, but... You know, it's funny, when I, when I would tour, yeah, that feeling, go ahead, keep going, uh, well, that feeling. That, that feeling of it, it'll take its time, it's ready when yeah. it's ready, you can't pour it too soon, or you're just going to get a bunch of yucky, weak grounds, and I love applying that to ourselves, because often, especially in personal growth, we want to race to the aha, we want to know where we're going, we want to be at the finish line. And I try to tell people it's actually okay to be in a long period of unknowing. Um, it's okay to be in a, in a place where you say, I don't like any of my present options. Can I just wait around and see what other ones come up? And I say, yes, 
do some actions, though. You know, if you just sit there, it's hard for things to come to you. Do a bunch of actions so new stuff can arise. But this is all part of the gestation process. And we forget how often in our lives we go through this gestation process multiple times, not just once or twice. Like every, you know, every few years, in essence, I think we are or should be reinventing ourselves. So yeah, I know you're thinking about percolating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was thinking as you were, you know, talking that when I would go on to TV interviews or whatever with that book, they'd always have to do a an explanatory thing of or a video of what a percolator is. <laughs> so oh. no one knew that word. And then half the time people are like, your book's chocolate? And I'm like, how does that word look like chocolate to you? And it was just so funny. I'm like, no, whatever. But, yeah, it was, that's was hilarious. <laughs> Just you know, you just need to write another book called Chocolate. <laughs> chocolate, I know. Well, trust me, I probably could at this point. I think I'm, I am chocolate addicted, and it's one of my many issues. Um, anyway, I like. I also like the the fact that you tackle topics, and again, it's not. You're not. The topics aren't new necessarily, but you kind of put a different spin on them. And so you know, you talk about tackling fear of success, healing, heartbreak, grief. You know feelings, emotions, you know, all of these things. And again, we're, that's not new to self-help or us or anything like that, but mm-hmm. your take on it is, you know, it's a personal to you as well. I notice there's a lot of you in this book. It's not, um, it, like you said, not do this, do that. It's a lot of, Hey, this is what happened to me. And here's a little bit of it. Take uh-huh. it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I teach my students. So I do have a program called me school, right? That the book is, is based mm-hmm. on it's, um a lot of the teachings from it um, are there. And I always tell my students, I said, the areas that you think you've already solved, that are already done, that you don't need to learn any more about, you already know. I'm like, those are the areas that you probably have been skipping over for a long time, searching out something else that you think you don't know. I said, but if you haven't solved yet what you're trying to solve, maybe it's because you keep skipping over the areas where you quote, quote, already know. I say, you've yeah. got to get into what I call child mind. I said, you've got to you stop being the master here. Go back into child mind. So you're like, I don't want to read about grief. You know, I'm, I'm so over that. Or I don't want to read about fear and success. I know all that. I'm like, you know what? You don't know, obviously, because there's some, there's some area that you keep overlooking or even better, dismissing. So I say, you're going to go through each one of these. And if you find yourself really resisting going through an area, probably means there's something there. And yeah. it's, it's like a weird flip because usually, you know, we resist things that we think we know already or, eh, it's not that. And <laughs> we end up in these, you know, I call it, you know, being stuck at the end of a, a hallway with your nose pressed up against the, the dead end of the wall. And you say, well, how did I get here? And they say, well, because you already knew all that stuff back there, but you obviously didn't or you would have taken that, that turn. So I really yeah. ask people, I'm like, go through this with me, go through that with me. Notice if resistance comes up. Notice what kind of resistance. Either I don't want to go there or I don't think I need this. I'm like, I bet you you're going to find some gold there that has appeared over time. Because you're not the same person you were last time you encountered that. You're a different person. You know, you've got miles on you. <laughs> you're like an old automobile. You've got, you got another 100,000 miles on you. <laughs> what you're going to find is gold that's accumulated while you were getting those miles. Go get it. Yeah. There's something there for you. So. Talk to me about Chapter 9, The Dead Zone, because it's not a zombie yeah. flick. <laughs> that made me laugh. I'm like, not a zombie flick, people, but what's the dead zone? 
I got to admit, I love zombie flicks. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, do too. <laughs> I think we can't tell anybody this about things. ourselves. Yeah, I I'm addicted to SpongeBob and all cartoons too. Oh God, I love SpongeBob. I grew up on SpongeBob with my two <laughs> teenage kids. Um, everybody thinks yeah. again, everybody thinks self help authors are so boring, and I'm like, now nah, if you only knew half the stuff we do, you know, we're funny oh, and we live life, and I, we see we see it all. Books aren't boring. I used to get accused of being a, a goody two shoes in my past. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I talked over you. Um, but anyway, I used to be accused of being a goody two shoes in my past, and it made me realize I need to let people know that I like zombie films, that um, I like, you know, really dark beards and sours. Um, I, I'm an old goth grown up kid, you know, who's a parent today. And you know, like, there's lots of stuff about me, right? It's not just, you know, shiny, shiny, shiny. Um, yeah. And I totally agree with you because, you know, love it or leave it, right? That's part of our authenticity. And, you know, some people will like me more for it. Some will say, oh, you're not my teacher, and they'll move on. I'm like, I'm fine. I don't need to please everybody anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm too old. I'm in my mid-50s. I'm good. Um, and it's yeah. okay if we talk with <laughs> each other on this show. I, I want us to, actually, because it creates a conversation. And, and I can't see you, and you can't see me. So, yeah, we, we, we know after 600 shows, we interrupt each other on this show and talk over it. It's conversational and all that. It, it's not polite either. It's okay. Um, we break all the rules. We break every rule on this show. I'm telling you, over the years, we've, we've broken every single rule of proper broadcasting known to mankind, and then some. But um, tell me about the Dead Zone, though, so people can really understand okay. what this is in your book because it's really cute. Yeah, the Dead Zone is a concept. So uh, along the the west coast of the U.S. on uh, the Pacific Ocean. Um, there are these zones that have become totally depleted of oxygen, um, algae overgrowth or, or algae blooms. You know, maybe you've heard, well, even happening yeah. right now, there's this super bloom of, of uh, seaweed coming in all, all through Florida. Florida and stuff. We're all getting ready for it. It's like going to be crazy. But what ends up happening is that everything that are in these areas of the ocean die. So you might have 10 square miles with nothing in it. it. The oxygen has been completely absorbed by these plankton. Nothing can live. If this can't, nothing can. And I say, you know, we often end up accidentally encountering these dead zones in our own life. We're swimming along, everything's great, and then a few things happen and we are tired, we're done, we're over it, we realize that was the longest marriage I never wanted to have. That was, you know, the most <laughs> brutal end to this career that could have been yep. humanly possible. Sorry. Um, I am. Funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, really my well. kid just <laughs> ate me alive there the last few years. And we realized, like, I'm dead. I have, and I sometimes call it no snap back ability. You know, and I say it's like that, that, that ponytail, you know, uh, rubber band that you just you try and put in one day and you realize it's just like it's not going to work anymore. I've, I've you know, way overused this thing. You know, I felt this way at work before. I don't, I do my best ever you thing now for many, many, many years. But back when I was in the corporate world, I would feel like my head couldn't absorb another thing. Like yeah. I, oh, I'm just done with this. I just got to do something yeah. else now, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's done. Yeah. And I would do what you're doing in this book and just like write lists of all the things I wanted to do and achieve in my life. And I'm like, okay, so I probably got to hold this job down for this reason and this reason, but I'm going to do something else too. Cause wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my brain needs to expand, mm-hmm. but the, uh, this is neat. The prompt on page 70 is really cool too. 
So th- for those of you listening, go to page 70 in your book. It's cool. Yeah. You know what? I'm mm-hmm. reaching for page 70 in the book because I can't remember what I wrote on page 70. I know. Don't you love that when people do that here? So I'll cover yeah, yeah. for you for a minute. It's a, no, it's, a, it's like lists, like rebuilding your list of things that you want to do and um, it, you know, instead of like a, a magic bullet appearing, you know, you're going to think of things to do with your life that, you know, expand you in new directions. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So instead of feeling like you're so, yeah. in a dead zone, you're in a growth zone. The, and this, okay, so this kind of weaves together with another concept in the book. So every chapter is basically almost like a metaphor, you know, concept. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in the dead zone, what do you, how do you get out of it, right? So yeah. another concept comes up, which I call between the reefs. You've been in the reef. You know, all, it's from Nemo, okay, right, finding Nemo. You put on the reef, you know, all the fishies. But out there is the blue, and you're curious, and you feel like I'm in the known zone. I've, I've been in this zone where I know where everything is, but I'm not growing here. I'm not really changing here. I'm not becoming someone else, someone, someone new and different here. So you take off into the dark, deep blue, and it's very lonely, and you start to get really worried about it because you think what the heck did I do I feel like I'm outgrowing everybody I'm not connecting with people that I used to love or like (laughs) as much I don't even know if I'm going to wind up where will I wind up and sometimes we wind up in the dead zone but eventually we reach another reef right that's the place where things open up again and when you go to that, I call it going into the grow zone so you're going from the known zone to the grow zone zone, the grow zone is where all the things happen that you have not yet experienced. But to get there, you're going to pass through days, months, moments of bleakness or uncertainty. And I really want people to understand that that's good stuff, really good stuff. So one of the ways to get there that I've done, I'm offering on page 70, is <laughs> <laughs> say, look, if you are in a dead zone, like nothing, there's nothing here that you want to build anything from in your life. It's like everything is blah and just flat. What do we do? I say, pretend you're in your kitchen and you open up the pantry and you've got nothing in there. You've got a piece of old, you know, one, one packet of, of ramen and maybe some cinnamon. And you're like, I can't make anything out of this. So, well, what's the first thing you do? You restock this pantry, right? What are some things that would be interesting to do? I say, write them all out. Give me a beautiful list. Um, things that maybe you've never done. Things that could be cool or interesting, but you're not really sure if you're going to like them or not. Give me a list. Give me things that are weird, too. Give me things that you would never have normally thought to do. Right? Like something on mine is a UFO convention. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but. My, you know, I'll go to that one. with you. My my dad, bless yeah. his heart, he passed away in 2018, and he really thought we were going to be invaded. And just, you know, everything about UFOs, love, just was fascinated yeah. by all of it. I would yeah. actually do that with you just for fun. So if you need a buddy, well, just completely and totally for fun. Let's do it. You let me know when there's a good one. Sometimes uh, <laughs> I get some, so some leads on Everybody will think I've lost it, but I'm going to do it. I, I keep saying, dear dad, I'm going yeah. to a UFO convention for you just for fun. Well, I uh, I am too, because I have, again, I, I'm trying to go into things that I don't even know if I'm going to like or not, because when yeah. I start doing these things, every time I do it, it's like putting a new ingredient in my pantry. At yeah. some point, I'm going to open up that pantry and go, wow, I can, I can, I've got some flour, I've got some sugar, I've got, I've got the cinnamon, I can make snickerdoodles, right? I, 
it, the thing will arrive, but it can't without the ingredients. And sometimes you don't even know what you're going to end up making. All you're doing is gathering ingredients, period. So that, that's the essence of, of that little exercise. Get, give me some ingredients. And, you know, you're not going to use all the ingredients. Some things you're going to stick in there and go, oh, pickled radishes, I'll never use those. Well, I don't even know why I did that. But there you go. It's in there. Maybe someday you will, or you'll just let it expire and throw it out in three years. <laughs> you know. Definitely. Anyway. So, um, so we've got like five minutes left or so. Um, is there is there another part? So I want to get – I can talk. I promise. I promise I can talk after 15 years of doing this. Um, <laughs> tell us the structure of the book because it's structured in, in such a way, too, that – you don't have to sit down and just like, okay, I'm going to read the first half or anything like that or this huge first chapter. I like that this mm-hmm. is um, an approachable way to read with for a busy life or even a you know some kind of like leisure reading. You know, it's 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 easy reading. Yeah. Well, stuff no, stuff nobody taught you. It's quite a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> stuff nobody taught yeah. you. It's, it's literally. So I I pulled. Everybody that I know, I said, what, what, what is it that I'm teaching? They're like, well, stuff that no one ever taught me. I'm like, well, okay, there's the title. There so you go. I broke it into five sections, and I have to warn your audience, I am sassy, and there is a bit of a sailor's mouth in here, and I fully explain <laughs> that in Chapter 1. I warn you away if you don't like it, but in each of these sections, I'm asking you to open up and see where you're at. Then I want you to start using some tools to change and shift. Then there's a big section on fear, right? Fear of change. Yep. I wish we could talk about that for longer. But um, then I talk about some of the things that get in the way of change. And then technique after technique for healing. Technique after technique for actually building. And then launching. So there's actually quite a fine structure to it. And gosh, each one of these chapters is maybe four pages long. I mean, it's a long book. It's over 300 pages. Yeah, it's but, long. But it's maybe, not... But, it came to me the other day, and I'm like, yeah. how am I going to read this before she comes on the show? And I'm like, oh, this is structured in such a way that I can actually read this before she gets on the show. It's it's uh, it's bite-sized bits of wisdom. Exactly. And that's what I always tell people. Take tiny bites, people. You don't have to, like, eat everything all at once. Take a tiny mm-hmm. bite. Digest. Percolate. <laughs> percolate, people. Percolate. So, Let's go. Um, i got to uh-huh. ask you, I, uh, for all those people right now, Let's give people a little bit of change wisdom because I have a feeling you and I are going to talk a lot about, about change over on your show too. And you can always come back too. You know, I just want to give people a half an hour of who you are and where your book is and we can always do more shows. So, I mean, we can pick a topic and get on here for another 30 minutes and help people in a different way. But for all those people right now going through job uh, craziness, uh, whatever it is, both of us have been, had moments where we're like either fired or, or quit or you, you thought you were on your, doing your thing and all of a sudden just the trajectory completely changes, whether you ask for it or not. Talk a little bit about that in your own life and what you did and how you can help people and, you know, all the good stuff. Take it away because it's a big topic right now. Uh, yeah, I'll try and make it succinct in a few seconds here. Um, You're good. Take some there time. Are going to be, okay. There are going to be moments when you are asked to pivot that you scream and fight and rail against. Um, you, d- you say, I did not pick this. I did not manifest this. What the heck is going on? <laughs> and like I said, sometimes it's some massive betrayal in your personal life um, or breakdown. Sometimes it's being fired. 
or it's unexpectedly being laid off, losing a, a, a career track that you work so hard to develop. Um, and, you know, again, I, I go through the book and I explain how that was a major pivot point for me. And yet, I was able to look at that and say, huh, it fits other major pivot points that I've done. It's just that this one I didn't seek out, it sought me out. So there's a huge element of trust. First of all, like another area is when I was diagnosed with cancer, right? I did not choose that pivot point. Believe me, there was nothing in me that wanted that. But again, it sought me out. So I have to, I have to what I call have more trust in my universe, trust in all that is, however you want to say it, uh, your higher power, that the ones that seek you out, you can't cherry pick. You can't say, oh, I want the ones I created, but I don't want the ones that I didn't create. If they're here, they're for you. If they're here, they offer you as big of a gift as the ones that you've chosen you know, per- personally. So I, have to, I learned very, it took me a long time <laughs> to learn it too, but I learned how to shift my thinking so that when I'm encountering something that I really didn't want to have happen to me, I go yeah. into it with a question of how do I want to experience this? It's here. It's not going away. I didn't pick it, but I can't cherry pick, right? If it's here, here for a reason. It wants me. It's got something for me. It's like hiding something. If I can just dig down deep enough in this icky black dirt, you know, that smells like swamp water, I will find something. That's why I'm standing here on top of this right now. So how do I want to go through it? Who do I want to be as I experience it? That has been my guiding uh, sentence ever since. Um, as opposed to how we are typically taught to go through things, which is fight them, deny them, overpower them, um, you know, grip them, control them, uh, come out on top of them. All of those ways are, I dare say, very, uh, I don't want to say masculine, but a very, patri- a very control-centered way. Mm-hmm. And yet the way that I go through is a, a receptive way. And I've found more strength and power in that than in any other way because when I'm approaching it like that, it no longer holds power over me. I, I take the power away from the situation and I say, oh, but I'm actually the one who's in charge of how I experience this or where I choose to go in this, in this say, this job loss. Like who, who can I be here? I'm going to see myself and then I'm going to see what is being gifted to me. My job, my number one goal is to find that. And if I find that, I win. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Ah. Very well put. Um, what do you tell me about Louise Hay and your relationship with Louise Hay? Oh boy. So Louise, um, by the time I was there, she was the head of the company and she'd come through the offices and check on people, you know, about once a week or so. And uh, I had the privilege of you know, helping her with workshops and doing interviews. And it's so funny because when I first started there, I actually did not know who she was. <laughs> I learned. <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. So I really did learn a lot from her. There's some inspirational pieces, you know, the fact that she even wrote her book and she started her, her career, essentially, her real career, um, when she was in her 60s. And, you know, the fact that she brought in um, a really marginalized community, um, the gay community in the 80s, and I don't think she ever thought, oh, this will bring me to the top of, you know, personal growth. She just did it because it was the right thing to do, and nobody else was. And she had a message, and 
and they heard it. And I, I mean, that just inspires me to no end, you know, and it's constantly even today. So, you know, gradually, you know, she left more of the company to, to other people to run it because she was getting pretty, um, pretty up there. Um, yeah. But yeah, she, she left me with some really good wisdom, I think, just by example, if anything. Yeah, what year did you, so I came into Hay House in 2013. What, what mm-hmm. were you there still? No, I left in 2009. Yeah, okay. Because so. I, I, when you're, when it, this, when you came across my desk and I'm like, Hey House, why don't I know you well? It was bugging <laughs> me. I'm like, yeah. I, I emailed Diane yeah. Ray. I'm like, Diane, I don't know her. Why? Why haven't you introduced, you know, so that I kind hired, of thing. It was pretty funny. Did you hire Diane? I hired Diane. Yeah. <laughs> so I started yeah. Hay House Radio. Um, yeah. Back when I started with Hay House, they were still doing everything on cassette tapes and uh-huh. uh, CDs, and so we moved from cassettes to CDs to uh, purely digital, and then I opened up online uh, online radio, which really yeah, actually cool. became podcasting. We called it listening on demand, but yeah, that's what podcasting is. It was podcasting, and, yeah. Um, it was great, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, built the studios there, and I mean, that was so blessed because I, in hindsight, I was getting an MBA <laughs> in yep. personal growth. You You sure were. Being in a position of being able to interview and produce programs for, you know, Jerry Nestor Hicks or Marianne Williamson or Greg Braden, everything for me was, I I didn't realize, you know, again, life will skill you up and it will skill you up from things that you don't want and it will skill you up from things that you do want. But either way, it's skilling you up. So I, I always try to embrace everything now. Um, and, of course, embracing that time as well. It was a, a fabulous time of my life. Difficult yeah. in some ways, but fabulous too. No, I get it. Yeah, com- completely. And isn't the crew at HCI just the best? I just absolutely love working with them. I have loved every minute of uh, writing my book with them and having my book with them. And I always say writing yeah. one is writing a book is something, but marketing it and finding re- readers for it is something else. And they've stood by me as my, my book came out. And I'm like, okay, readers, yeah. let's go. You know, and it's like, oh, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. They are oh, totally great. Gentle, responsive. Big shout out to to Lindsay. Shout out to Darcy. Um, thank you. <laughs> you guys are looking amazing. Christine and Christian and Larissa and everybody. Yeah, they're awesome. Yes. Yes. I feel blessed to be part of their family now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. I, I I'm excited that you're you're here at HCI with me. I'm like, all right, this is awesome. Um, and I think that um, as we continue to get to know each other, we have I'll learn so much from you. Um, but I, I, I love all the things you've done, and I love your book, and I, I want to encourage everybody uh, to go to flowdreaming.com and then pick up a copy of Summer's book. Again, it's called, I'm going to read the whole thing again, Summer. Stuff Nobody Taught You is the title, and then 40 Lessons from Me School to help you stop being miserable and start feeling amazing. And I really feel like this is a book that walks its talk. I mean, really, truly, oh, I, I, I opened it up several, you know, I, I was kind of preparing for you to come on. I, I couldn't read the whole book because I just got it yesterday, but I read a lot of it. And I kept just mm-hmm. kind of randomly, when I had a moment, p- open it and read. I'm like, oh, I yeah. just learned something there. And then I do it again. I'm like, oh, cool. I just learned something else. I'm like, okay, she knows her personal development really well. <laughs> so I was excited <laughs> to have you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Yoda's coming on. Everybody listen up. We've got her. She knows her stuff. 
pretend it's uh yeah. it's pretty fun so thanks for being here and um yeah if if you want to come back that'd be so cool i look forward to getting to know you way better thank you yeah i would love to that would be that'd be fabulous thank you so much for having me and letting me share and talk with everybody yeah a, a total blast so okay everybody you guys know what to do Again, everybody who's listening, you guys know that we are, you know, kind of, I call us husband-funded and mother-approved. We are not, you know, super into advertising. We have like four-point-something million downloads now. There's no fake traffic, no fake anything. It's all grassroots, so it depends on you guys sharing the show, (laughs) listening to the show, uh, again, sharing the show, and then, of course, supporting our authors and guests buy their books, tell somebody about Summer, tell somebody about her amazing book, and all those kinds of things that really help us, uh, you know, kind of stay authors, <laughs> right, Summer? <laughs> kind of live our yeah, dreams. exactly. <laughs> but I want to write thing. another book, people. I want to write another book. Yeah. <laughs> she got a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, kidding. yeah, no. But but really what our, what our main focus is, you know, I always say this too, you know, whether I sell a million books or not is irrelevant if I – can kind of help one person learn to navigate whatever it is that I'm trying to teach a little bit better, like a little best life toolbox thing. Like my book's a little tool for your toolbox. I'm all good with feeling that people really put this one right in that best life toolbox too. So, all right, Summer, thank you very much for being here. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful day. And again, Summer, go to, we're going to send everybody to flowdreaming.com, right? That's right, flowdreaming.com. Okay. F like Frank, flowdreaming. <laughs> oh, wait, we got a question. Where are you in social media? Do you like social media? Somebody just asked. Are you, you. asking me? No, yeah, somebody just lobbed what? in a question, so we got to answer it. Uh, where where, they want to know where media? you are in social media. Yep. Oh, my. I have a real love hate relationship with social media, <laughs> truth be told. <laughs> but, so, but. Um, you can find me at uh, hashtag summer underscore McStravick or Summer McStravick. Um, that's mostly where I am on Instagram. Um, I also have a group on, on um, YouTube, uh, not YouTube, excuse me, Facebook, uh, called I <laughs> Love Flow Dreaming. <laughs> like the right, bumper well, stickers from the 70s. Try those. <laughs> All right. Well, we know where to find you. Are you on LinkedIn? Not really. Not no, really. she's not. I, I, I mean, I'm there, but yeah. I, I'll put oh. up my messages like two months late. So, okay, so we can't we can't play too much with summer and social media people, but we can go get her book and we can we can get her on Instagram though. So, okay, crew, go you to can Instagram. Get her on Instagram. I'm her. there. I, I okay. I, right. I throw up all kinds of things on Instagram, like pictures we, of my dog and flowers and things. That's all you need to do. You know, my crew lives on social media, so. We might need to pull you in a little bit more because best ever you is social media driven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really extremely me, social media driven. Me. Yeah, we will. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, we have. Oh my gosh, go look at mine. My cat is my cat and dogs and kids and yeah, there's. It's funny. Right, my cat, my dog last oh. night curled up in our bed on a pillow, like to like sleep in the middle of us. I'm like, I guess you're sleeping there. <laughs> it was so funny. And that's oh. my social media people. Oh. Nothing to do with books. Anyway, all right, Summer. Thank you. So great to see you. Everybody go grab her book, Stuff Nobody Taught You. Thank you all for listening. Take care, everybody. Flowdreaming.com. All right, here we go. Out. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you tuned in. Be brave, be bold, be you. And remember to visit us at besteveryou.com.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.